Welcome to Making It Small in Music with uh, Barker and Brosky. I am Barker, Michael Snyder Barker, and I have been small for a long time. I've loved music. I've loved performing to baristas and whoever else happened to pop in. Um, and I, I love, 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 love writing lyrics. And lately, I, I love writing the melodies for those lyrics, which is fun. Whoa, you're starting to get to be a medium-sized musician. Lyrics and melodies? <laughs> And I'm, I'm trying to lose weight, so I'm trying to be smaller. Smart. Well, I'm Chris Broski, the other half of Barker and Broski, and I'm making it small. In fact, I've been small my whole life. I was born small. So you could say it really is a natural strength of mine. And uh, so, and I, but what I like about being small, and we were just talking about this before I hit record, missed, already missed great conversation. I'm sorry, Lyndon. But we were talking about how many other small musicians there are that we know we can't even count. And just almost without exception, they are delightful. Great people, great music. And it is such a privilege to be part of a small music community. Yeah, yeah. And tonight's guest is our friend Lyndon Thoburn. Hi, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, yes. Thank you so much for having me here. It's sure. a privilege to be small with you guys. <laughs> let's get small. You know, let's get small together. Um, yeah, I'm Lyndon Thoburn, and I live in Brighton, and I'm a small musician, songwriter, singer, and psychotherapist. And um, yeah, like trying to be a good human. Wow. Isn't it amazing how many of us are psychotherapists? Yes. What yeah, is they're... it? Well, it's like know. music is therapy, isn't it? Yeah. Is music yes. a kind of therapy? Very much. It and is. there are music therapists out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lyndon, um, I know you've got a couple records out lately, and I couldn't remember. I, I know I have Scarecrow, but I don't have the latest one. Oh, you don't? Oh, I should no. send it to you. I haven't seen you. Yes, it's this one. I'll, yeah. I'm... I'm for you guys, I'm shoving it into the camera so they can see it. Uh, yeah. Jan Christ did the artwork for this for me. Yeah. I was going to ask about that because that cover is glorious. Isn't it that is just so great? Nice. I know. It, she did, she did, did job. amazing job. Speaking of So like, she's not only a singer or songwriter, but she's also an artist. An amazing artist. Incredible. Yeah. 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 And, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to you know, how I met you. And do you remember? Yeah, it was at the Christmas show, the Christmas stocking show. And you yeah, came that, up and introduced yourself. And we started talking shop right away. Yep, <laughs> yep. And that's, uh, so that's been just almost a year that we, we met in person. I've, I've been aware of you for a while. And you know, are you? It, yep. And, uh, you know, you've played music with a lot of, lot of people I, I really like and respect. Me too. I like and respect them too. <laughs> I have yeah. been really it's that great lucky. community we we're talking about. Yeah, this community is amazing. It With, is. Yeah, I never, you know, before I really launched myself and and decided to start doing music again. I used to do it a long time ago and had okay. left. Um, I mean, I I knew the arc was there. But mm -hmm. um, I have met, I mean, this has been the golden journey 
yeah. of delightful yeah. people. So you were playing music quite a while ago. Could you tell us about that past and then bring us up to speed? Oh, yeah. Um, I used to live in Austin, Texas. And um, I, well, I moved to Austin from L.A. to do music. I, I started writing songs in L.A. This was, you know, my parents died when I was in my early 20s. And oh, yeah. I was kind of cast adrift in the world and yeah. joined the Peace Corps sort of as a, you know, I just need to to land back on the planet yeah. again. And that right. was really a good idea. It gave me a chance to um, have a lot of solitude, actually. <laughs> that was both yeah. good and bad for me. Are you an only child? Uh, no, but my siblings are so much older than I am oh. that, yeah. uh, you know, they all had families and homes and I was just out of college, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I had, you know, like all the stuff that I have from my parents' house is, yeah. you know, stuff you could put in small boxes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I started writing songs in the Peace Corps. I was in Morocco. And afterwards, I moved to Los Angeles where my brother had a house and I lived in his house for a few years. And my yeah. Eldest brother, who's 23 years older than I am, oh, man. Ha his daughter was also a songwriter. Oh. So she and I connected, and she sings the harmonies on both of my albums. Oh, now. I wondered. Yeah, wondered. Suzanne. Um, and she is a great songwriter and fabulous mm -hmm. singer. But anyway, I, I moved, she didn't want to move to Texas with me, and I had to leave my brother's house, so I moved to Austin and started writing songs and joined that little songwriter community. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of those people went on to be famous people, you know, right. but uh, I got burned out and thought, hmm, I don't know that I can make my living doing is, is music. Is it a little too competitive out there? Well, you know, it's more competitive now than it used to be back then because yeah. there wasn't yeah. internet. There were fewer right. people doing it. But it was still Austin, and it was still competitive. Like, I played at the very first South by Southwest oh, and cool. the cool. two South by Southwests after. Nice. But still, you, you know, I mean, this is not an easy business to make no. a living in. So mm. I thought I should go back to school. Right. So, so you, you took on an easy job. I decided, <laughs> yeah, to be a therapist and right. went back to school and just sort of closed the book on music yeah. and opened the book on this whole other journey mm -hmm. and have have no regrets, really. It's a good journey. So what prompted you to, to start so songwriting and, and singing in public again? It's really interesting that I think what did prompt me is that I, I mean, I worked, I have so, I, mean, I trained and trained and trained and yeah. reached this, I wanted to reach a place where I felt some mastery there. Yeah, of course. And it took me that long 
to feel like I knew what I was doing. And yeah. I reached this place where it felt like, okay, time for the next chapter. Yeah, the next you know? challenge, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of personal kind of bumps in the road. And I started yeah. writing about stuff. Yeah. You know? I'll tell you, it's nice to have music there. When there's oh, bumps yeah. or you need a change, you know, it is, it's just always there waiting for you. It is. I know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so that, that seems to be like for me, you know, when I, when I see the times that I've quit music and times that I've come back, it, it, it often comes with, you know, major life changes. <laughs> and, uh, it's almost like the punctuation of my life. When I look back, I can, I, the eras are measured by the bands that I was in or not. <laughs> right. That's cool. I don't know a lot about you. So maybe can music you... nerd, music nerd. You've been in a lot <laughs> of is. bands. Yeah. Yeah. Since, since I was a teenager, I, I just started being in bands and it's something I kind of always did. And that's how I met Mike in college. He was a drummer. And um, we were in a band. That's yeah, so cool. In, in undergrad, that was, what, 150 years ago? Well, wow. we, we did have to take notes on stone tablets. So. Right, right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. I remember that. Skinned your own goats, made your own drums. You know, right, the kids today right. don't know how good they have it. No, no, these kids. <laughs> right. But I love that. You've been playing to music music together since you were kids. Yeah. yeah. Really? Well, it, I mean, there were some times apart and times together and we've been we've been doing this what, five years now, Barker and Roscoe? Yeah, our current projects probably I think we started in twenty seventeen, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Maybe but late yeah, twenty seventeen. Prior to that it was in the nineties. Um and then so prior the, to know, that, it was the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing in the 10s. Nothing though. in the 10s. No, or the aughts. <laughs> no, I guess it was. No, 2018, that is the 10s. Nothing in the aughts. That's correct. Right, right, right. So, it was because so, of Y2K. That's yeah, why. Yeah, ultimately. So you've generally been a solo artist, right? Generally, but now I'm in a trio. Now I have a oh. trio. Really? Yes. What's it called? Great. You didn't know it's the Lyndon Thoburn Trio. Um, <laughs> oh, for lack of an creative. original I mean, name. Where did you come up with that name? It was really hard. You know, I was <laughs> uh, trying to force a different name on them, but they, yeah. they kept saying, nah, let's just keep it simple, you know. Who are um, you playing with? Uh, Cheryl Beauchamp, if you know Cheryl. She plays I've piano. I've heard the name. And Sarah Gibson on oh, cello. Of Sarah. Sarah's amazing. Sarah's amazing. Cheryl's amazing. Cheryl's amazing pianist. They're both good singers. They both are. We're we're getting some harmonies together. They played That's... with me when we did the ARC show to open for Annie Caps. Yeah, yeah, and I that's that's that was a Tuesday, and I couldn't make it. No, Annie's was a Saturday. My my show for my CD release at the at the ARC was a Tuesday. But, okay, I, and, I knew and, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, trio. Yeah. Well, and it sounds wonderful. Um, I look forward to hearing. Now, our, I know Sarah's on at least one of your, your recordings. Is, She's uh, on both. 
She is. And is um, Sarah on both? Cheryl. Cheryl. Cheryl wasn't on the first album, but she okay. played at the first album release. Oh, okay. So that okay. Um, Dave Roof wouldn't have to try to play three instruments right? and piano. <laughs> I mean, he could. He but, could. Yeah. I heard him all over your first album. Um, you know, I can he I can was... hear his guitar style and his backing vocals. He didn't sing on the first album, and he didn't play guitar. He <laughs> played the bass. Album. Yes, he's all over the second album. The trip. He, he played on the trip, right? Uh, he played on the. That's my second album, and he played. Okay. Yeah, he played on that, and Jim Beiser did amazing okay. guitar solo. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it seems like you've got a lot of you've got a lot of guests on your album. Anybody I else? Like I like to have guests. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of guests on the, on my first album. I mean, Dave played bass and Jim played um, lead guitar. And um, he had, of course, you know, my brain is going to like completely <laughs> space yep. out on the amazing people right, right. that I had. Right. Because uh, right. as I told you, I'm name impaired, but... Yeah, you had you know, some good people I, on there supporting you. And I was oh. thinking about that. It does seem like, you know, I with with all the digital stuff out there, there's no place you could click on to find out who the musicians are. And it seems like such a such a tragedy. Like, would that be so hard? You know? No, I know what you're saying. I mean, that's why I always buy CDs because I like yeah, liner notes. The liner notes. And, in in my newer CD, I put an insert in. Nice. You know, so, I mean, I tried to, the first CD, I just kind of squeezed um, yeah. notes into the inside um, and regretted it afterwards. <laughs> oh, look at this kitty. Right. Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> harassing me, so I got to let her sit oh, on my shoulders. Yeah, the listeners yeah. can't see, but there's this <laughs> enormous, beautiful Halloween black cat <laughs> silhouetted against the creepy the green, green screen. screen. I'll put something spooky on the green screen behind it. Right. Yeah, she's high, a little high maintenance. She demands yeah. attention, but... yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Sorry. What did so, what did we do when my, we were talking about when the, the cat, cat distracted? got your tongue that time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were talking about liner notes, and and you know, as much as I love digital distribution because it's so nice, you you can get your music out there for anyone to hear it, but you lose that information. And like, why? Like, it'd be that hard to add some text to it. Oh, I know. I know. Well, I mourn the digital thing because um what i've noticed is that people don't listen to albums anymore you know um and there's this overwhelm you know this abundance of you can have anything you want you can have it right now and everything all of the time all the time i find that just like what happened when you asked me who was on my album, my brain just freezes and goes, yeah. I don't know who, I don't know who. <laughs> like, I don't know who I want to listen to. Yeah, it's and... decision paralysis. There's right. too many options. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I find that I don't listen to as many new people and I don't listen as deeply as right. I used to listen to. Right. When I now, just had albums. I remember I, being excited going to the record store because the brand new album by so-and-so is coming out. And that was, that was like a, a very cool thing. I know. Back in the golden age. And you age. would take it home and you would listen to it over and over and over. <laughs> And you would and read... study the note, study all the liner notes. Oh the yeah, multimedia experience. Well, and there was a real joining with the album, yeah. you know, like reflecting upon it, letting it wash over you, hearing new things every time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like now, um, I don't know if people do that anymore. I you know, I was would. just, I was on, I try to pay attention to some of the music, uh, like on Reddit, there's some really good music boards and, and YouTube and stuff like that. And people talk about this. And I saw a great little conversation on Reddit the other day when people were like, well, what should I do? Just release singles? And somebody came in and said, please make an album. If I come to your Spotify and I see a hundred singles, I'm not even going to be able to handle that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, and then like Don and me, it's like, you know what? Maybe albums still do have a bit of a function. Can you imagine going somebody's Spotify and it's just like single after single and there's not even organized into an album structure? I would Some be like, nope. Some people's pages are like that. I know it's awful. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I want to hear the album. I want to like be able to say, okay, this is, I'm going to start with their early work. Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to that. I want to see how they've grown. I want to see what, you know, what they're doing, you know, mm -hmm. how their thoughts are changing. You know, I like that. It makes yeah. me feel like I'm having almost a relationship with a person's music. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's a place it's, it's history. It's a place in time, you know, where, like you said, you get to know and see the growth of the individuals and that's that's beautiful yeah and you know what another nice thing about it is is that so you know one of the big things they say is uh they used to do is like promote an album before it came out and get yeah. really excited that we're small like nobody cares if we're coming out with an album yeah so you you launch the album and then you know what you can promote it the rest of your life and, you know, Mike and I have three albums now, and I planned out uh, just making a little lyric video for one song for the next three years. <laughs> so, Each you one. know, and, oh, and, and cool. uh, it's kind of great. It's kind of, you know, I don't think that music is as time sensitive now. Before, you know, the certain style was hot and you had to push it and then it would be dead. But I don't know. I do think having all of this you know you've got two albums now on spotify and they'll be there forever and and they'll that after we're gone people will come back and maybe discover them and be like whoa they were geniuses <laughs> okay <clears throat> i have a really good friend in austin who called me and told me that <clears throat> he'd had his bathroom redone taken down to the studs and he had done this for his other bathroom too 
but he told me that he left a time capsule in the bathroom wall and he cool. had put my CD in there. Oh, <laughs> very oh cool. that's cool. And that he said he cool. was imagining that somebody in the future, like hundreds of years from now, would be ripping down this wall and doing something different with this house and would come across his time capsule hidden in the wall. And wonder, what is this thing? Right. What is this? <laughs> what is this strange little circular? What do you do with it? <laughs> he'll have to he'll have to go on the internet and and oh it is a compact disc ah oh. well it, they have to check the chip in his head to go to the internet right he's probably gonna be yeah yeah that's a scary yeah. thought but that i mean that's a very cool thing to, to, to and that's kind of what i think about music too that we're leaving bits and pieces of us behind you know and and who we have been at certain places in our life. Right. I agree. I like that too. Like I remember when I was a kid, there was an oil painting in our basement and it was done by my great grandfather. And I always thought that was so cool. And I always wanted to be able to like leave something so that some kid in the future is going to be like, what's, what's this album? Oh, that was your great grandfather. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought it'd be neat. That is neat. Yeah. I don't have kids, so nobody will be saying that about me. But it does feel like you're kind of, you know, adding to the the zeitgeist, if you will, yeah. becoming part of that. Yeah, adding yeah, the to the cultural ether. history. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, it's it, there's a sort of certain energy that that I feel when I'm I'm around. I'm going to use a, a Southern phrase when I'm around all y'all, you know, and it just, it feels welcoming. It feels, you know, like I'm part of something, you know, when, when I'm surrounded by, by wonderful musicians. That's why I started doing the songwriters in the round because I just wanted to surround myself with some really talented folk. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And then I get to watch what your fingers are doing and think, man, will I ever be able to do that? Well, you're pretty good on the guitar. Thank you. He's, he's coming been, along, isn't he? It's just been barely two. It's been over two years. Not long. I I'm, think you're doing good. I'm, thank you. I'm not fishing for compliments, but I, I still, you know, I, I love learning from, from folks who've been been doing, even on the drums. I love watching drummers who are, who are doing things that just blow me away. You know, I've been playing drums 40 years. Wow. You know, and yeah, yeah. Um, since the Stone Ages, right? Yeah, um you're just banging on rocks. But drums are hard. Well, well I don't know. I could I hit a drum guitar. and then like how hard is that? It's there. See, done. I hit the drum once, I could play a drum. I mean, see how I'm... he minimizes my, my skills. <laughs> oh well I guess it's I guess you have to hit more drums, <laughs> I'm supposing. But it's like Linda, a piano. I... It's easy I, to play I, a piano. You just push down a key. See? Done. But I, I, I hear what you're saying, and, and I had that same sort of feeling. I was mystified by, by the guitar and thought, you know, this is complicated. All, all these things people are doing. You know, and, well, I guess that's so, what I was saying was um, I was in high school, and, you know, everybody can pound on a table, but there was this one guy, Mark, who was a drummer extraordinaire. 
and I remember we were in art class, and he had two exacto blades, and he was just hitting the table with these exacto blades. But what he was doing was mind blowing. It was like music. You know, if I pounded on the table, it sounded like somebody pounding on a table. But this guy like played that table like an instrument, and it just. I mean, and to me, and that's what I mean by, oh, it's easy to play a drum. You just take a stick and you hit the drum. And technically that's true, but how do you make music with a drum? That's the tricky part. That is tricky. How do you yeah. make music with anything? I don't know, yeah. Lyndon, how? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's a mystery, right? Magic. Where do you get your where do you get your music your musical and lyrical inspirations from oh that's a good question um i'm hoping so kmart they have the best uh, musical inspiration Blue Light special right yeah. uh you know it's sort of a mystery to me i i yeah. i like i read a lot and i love beautiful language and i love well-written well-written fiction especially yeah but anything yeah. especially if it's well-written um and i love songs i i i just yeah. love music yeah. so do you I normally start with the words then do you start no. with like a lyrical idea and build it up no. or is it no i start with music really every time and sometimes i mean the more i like the music the more time i'm going to spend on that you know yeah. if it's if it's a generic kind of tune coming through okay you good know enough. good it's enough it's a rap whatever <laughs> but so if the music is coming from some special place well you know yeah. Then that I'm going to give it as much time as it needs. <laughs> you and know, then that, do you that... just like try to draw lyrical inspiration by like how the music makes you feel? Uh-huh. Yeah. Every, oh, I... every melody has, has a mood and a, yeah. a yeah. voice and something that it's saying. And I feel like my, like, you know, Michelangelo taking the marble and finding what's inside of it right. already. Right. You know, I'm not creating it here. I feel like I'm given this beautiful it. substance and then I'm supposed to to follow, to discover and, and bring it more into focus. Find its true nature. Yes. Oh, that's that's how beautiful. It feels. The reason I asked that question was Robin Hood and the Devil's Tale. It was an amazing song, so well constructed musically. the The story was was compelling, and it, I really liked that tune. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, where did and where did that come from? Well, that was um, Wheat Songs, and um, mm. I was given the prompt of Robin Hood. Okay, and then. I that melody came through and I started following I just started following it and um you know wheat songs you, you, 
during COVID anyway, you got this prompt and then you met with, like I met with Dan Hazlitt. And, you know, I had the, the basics of it already, but he said, yeah, it needs a bridge. And, and why should I care about this? And I thought, okay, well, obviously my environmental message is not coming through strong enough here if if he's saying, why should I care about this? Because I think Dan is an amazing person and would Mm -hmm. care about the planet and would care about the forest. And so um, took it back, and then it just, like, came into focus, got the bridge, you know. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Like all in one week, we had one week to do the song. You know, and that's that's really interesting because, you know, when you are your own song editor, you don't necessarily see where else it can go and what else you can do with it and whatever other shape it can take. And I had a recent experience that, that Chris is familiar with, with some some wonderful people reshaping one of my songs so that they'd be willing to record it. Huh. Um, yeah. And and what and happened? The, uh, oh, it's just it was too long, and for for the guy I was having sing it, the words didn't necessarily fit, and it just needed to be massaged. How was you know? that and, for and it, you to get that feedback, Chris? How was that for me? Mike is a great collaborator. He really is flexible, and you know he wants to work to get the best thing, but. We were talking about this the other night, and this project that you're working on, it seems kind of personal to you, because mm-hmm. it's about you're, you want to you wanna release it when you turn 60, yeah. and, and it's almost like, you know, it sounds like you want it to be your magnum opus. In know? a way, yeah. And, and so yeah. I think it's, it seems a little harder for Mike, who is normally a very uh, easily easygoing person, you know, it's a little more personal for him, and yeah, it sounds like you, it, you're you're struggling with that. Part of it it was was that I I'm writing melodies now, and they changed some of the the chords and and I was I was having a hard time letting go. I don't know if you can identify with with you know that that connection you have with with a song you've created and have been playing for for months, you know, out um, when when you play out. And now it's it's it takes a different shape, and I'm okay with it now. But at first, um, jarring. The the collab collaboration was jarring, and like you know, like Chris said, I've collaborated with with him for decades, um, and you know, of course, I had to because I didn't write melodies. Well, but, you know, oh, getting feedback, know getting feedback yeah. is really an art form to itself. Yeah, and. Lyndon, do you do you like to get feedback, or do you like to just pretty much work it out and then you're done? No, I I do a, a group. Um, Annie Caps runs mm-hmm. a a group with some wonderful songwriters, and not everybody there is good at feedback, but a few <laughs> of a few of the people are really good at feedback and giving or um, accepting. Both. It's, well, I've seen people Giving who are good, good at feedback. one and bad at the other. So I mean, it, some helpful feedback is an art form because yeah. helpful feedback 
you know, honors that this is a creation that reflects something unique, something personal, something that has possibly come from a very tender place that's deep Mm -hmm. inside. And helpful feedback will consider what your goals are and your feelings and all of that and and will offer maybe a suggestion or two maybe a reflection about what is really working well and what felt a little flat or Mm -hmm. or something i think you nailed it because it's like you said you I think to give good feedback first, you have to understand the artist's goal. Yeah. What are they trying to What's accomplish? Yeah. And and I think other artists are pretty good at this. You know, they want to say, because it's not my song, it's your song. And it's like, okay, what is Lyndon? What do I think she's going for? And then tease that out. And then you can be, oh, you want to do that? Maybe. Well, this part is perfect, but have you tried this? But I think a lot of people... <laughs> Um, asking other musicians is one thing. Asking non-musicians is almost mm. a waste of time, because not not no no disrespect to non-musicians. Most of my friends are non-musicians, hmm. but they they give feedback the way they might hear something on the radio. I like it. I don't like it, and it's like, well, it's that's great, but that's not constructive. Could you elaborate a little bit. <laughs> Just no, not good. Song bad. <laughs> And, um, yeah, you know, and other artists, you know, you want to see what, what is, first you have to understand what your vision is. And sometimes even talking about your vision, I found, will give the person ideas. Yeah. You know, when you help really dig down what, what is it that, that you want to express. And that is the best feedback in, in, my, in my experience. Right. Now, you've gone to the, this uh, Lambs retreat a couple times, haven't you? Five yeah and you've gotten a lot of feedback from there and do you do the annie and uh, annie caps thing locally yeah i do annie's um you don't get a lot of feedback at lambs oh really no you get no feedback at all you have you get a prompt on friday morning you play whatever you've got on sunday okay and there is no feedback and and that's okay you know that's not the purpose of lambs. Oh, okay. Um, I have been in other songwriting groups. Uh, I was in a, a really great people. I loved it. I, I promised myself I'd stay in for a year, and mm-hmm. I just dropped out um, right last month because I have decided that I don't need any more pressure in my life, and I don't want to be part of a group where I have to write a song, and if I don't, I'm going to get chucked out. You it's know? that competitiveness again. Well, that could you really know, make part, it not fun. Well, parts of me can become real competitive and mm-hmm. can just say, okay, we're just going to power through. But as I've reflected on how that's affected my writing, mm-hmm. I, haven't, I, I don't think I'm going to do my best work that way. So it was kind of an interesting experiment. And excuse me, I'm recovering from a cold. I I think that can work for some people, but I learned Mm -hmm. that it isn't my way. Right. 
And I I've done that you. February Album Writers Month where you're uh, tasked to write 14 songs in a month, and I've never completed it. I mean, I've done it for two years, and I, I've never even measured up. But I write songs all the time, and I feel it seems that when I have the pressure like that, I can't write a thing. Right. It's that brain freeze thing. See, you I know? don't. I'm a real procrastinator. So I maybe maybe trying something. Maybe this February I should try the the album writing month and get a bunch of songs out. I don't know. Well, I'd like to hear how that goes if you do it. <laughs> well, I think yeah. the point of stuff like that is just to get something written. Like you know, yeah. I think you have to be like, all right, I'm not going to worry that they're not the best songs in the world. I'm just going to write. And that's what what did I? It was. Bill Murray said it's better to write something. No, no, I, it wasn't Bill Murray, but it, it's been said it's better to write something than nothing. And then I remember Bill Murray saying he, when he wrote for SNL and he'd run out of ideas, he'd write, then Gilda does something funny uh, <laughs> and then just keep uh -huh. going on, you know? Uh -huh. so, sometimes you get stuck and you just, just, keep writing and I think yeah. I need maybe I need that kind of cattle prod well that's why I like Annie's group because <clears throat> if you're gonna go I mean sometimes I'll go and just listen if I've got mm -hmm. nothing but just knowing it's gonna be there keeps me a little focused on mm -hmm. what's moving in my life what would I right. what's here where is that that songwriter energy yeah. in me right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I was invited to a songwriter's thing recently. I, I've only gone, they've only had it once. I've only gone once. And it was really interesting. Good people um, and good feedback. Um, you know, and I, I enjoyed the experience. I hope they keep doing it. So I'll, I'll go. Oh, that's cool. Know? I yeah. like the in-person ones, you know. Yeah. Um, this was I, in person. Yeah, I, I suffered during COVID because I'm sure yeah. you did too. You were working yeah. online and then mm -hmm. everything was happening online. All socializing was on Zoom. Yeah. And I mean, Zoom fatigue. Whoa. Chris, Chris started a, uh, <laughs> he and a couple other guys started a Zoom open mic. Yeah. That's still going going today or well, yeah, last we night. We started in like April of 2020. And, and yeah, we just had, uh, two weeks ago, we had like 20 people on. Wow. It was a great night and we're still really enjoying it. That's so pretty yeah, cool. it, it, I know what you mean about zoom though. It's, it can be a little much. We're on it right now. <laughs> um, it does, it is a tool, gives us some new opportunities, but you can't live like this 24 seven. <laughs> No. no. And are you doing, have you done therapy online? I, well, all through COVID. Yeah, all same. through COVID, and yeah. I, I, it's okay. It's an okay um, tool. I, I see some people in person now, but, you know, I, I'm sitting here with my dog on, on, on the chair, you know, doing therapy, and that's kind of interesting. My refrigerator's around the corner. It can become so comfy that you don't want to leave home. And that's yeah. how we're going to become digital animals. Yeah. Plug me right We in. have got to leave home. Yeah. And 
I'm making a commitment to myself to not become that digital animal. Yeah, yeah. Because you you can feel stuck. And, and I don't know about you, but there are times where I feel like I really don't want to go out. I've, you know, I got a gig with Chris last weekend. I don't, I don't want to go. But then when I get there, it's a, it's a great time. You know, and, you didn't and want to go to your gig. It's like going to the gym. You know, Aww. it sucks having Aww. to pack up your equipment. It, it's, it's oh, the idea yeah, of, I know. It's the idea of not wanting to leave the house because you know my 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 butt has Velcro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I still get super excited about gigs. I really just, like oh, I really it, get yeah. super excited. Yeah, you know, I, especially I, if it's a good gig. Well, yeah, yeah, the ones that suck. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like the difference people... between your gigs and ours. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I loved our gig at the Ale House. So, a yeah. good gig for me can just be playing with other people that I yeah. really love. Yeah. Well, every gig I have with Chris is 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 a good gig, no matter how many people are in the audience, because we have fun, you know, and that's what it's about, isn't it? Is this, you know, I, I, I. It's nice being in different bands and stuff because different relationships really bring out different things. And Mike yeah. and I, for some reason, have this goofy banter that we do when we get yeah. together. And people, some people think it's funny. <laughs> so you know, and I don't have that in my other groups that I've been in, or and I haven't developed it in the solo either because, uh, in the other bands, I'm behind a drum set, ah, uh, behind people, right? You know. And so it's it's hard to be the one leading the conversation when I'm the one in the back. Well, I'm glad we you have this opportunity then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You afford it. And also, Chris and I, you know, we goofed around for nearly thirty years now. Thirty years? I don't, I don't count. Know. Long but, time. Um, but you must be really enjoying being in a group these days. I. I love being in a group. I was in a group with Rod Johnson and Phil mm -hmm. McMillian before, yep. and oh. I loved being in that group too. You yeah. know, I was just, I, I just loved it. I loved practicing. I, you know, and they're I good guys. The whole thing, yeah. And they really are good guys. Um, you know, those are a couple of the folks that I have a lot of respect for. Oh yeah, great songwriters, good people, good singers. Yeah. You were the good things or something like that. We were the good things. Yeah, <laughs> I was so sad when the good things fell apart. You know, but we have to <laughs> you have good say things. That you about move on. <laughs> but you have to have good things in your life. Yeah. It's just some other good things. But this Linda Thoburn Linden. trio. Linden. That's what did okay. I say? It's okay, Linda. Do your mic. Everybody oh, do your research, that. Mike. I no. went to her website. I, I know Lyndon's name. I, I I know it. It just it just. It's you know, okay. No, it's I don't that speak professionally. Thing. I don't speak professionally, um, as a therapist. Um, but you know, I'm glad you could join us. Uh, tell us about some of your most interesting interesting gigs. Oh, well, when I lived in Austin. And was trying to make my money as a musician. I had a yeah. regular gig at the state hospital. This was oh. when there were state hospitals. Uh, before Reagan. I remember. Yes. Well, no, this was post-Reagan, but... Yeah. 
Still, just, but yeah. not all Kennedy, the hospitals were closed. Yeah, and, a, a, during Kennedy's era, that, that's when they started the deinstitutionalization process. Oh, really? Well, yeah, it took a yeah. while, and it did. this was prime real estate. It was yeah. in the center of Austin. It's now just like, I mean, they made bundles of money developing this. But it was this beautiful compound surrounded by a big fence right in the middle of Austin, not far from the university. And they had a coffee shop there. And they would bring everybody in, and I would come in with my guitar, and oh. we would all sing together. And awesome. it was fabulous. It was fabulous. It's, yeah. Some people who were completely inside themselves, mm -hmm. completely tightened up and distant, would you, you'd play something really, really old, and they would, their spines would straighten, and yeah. they would sway and sing and smile, and as soon as the song was over, back right in back. they would go. <laughs> back to catatonic. Oh my um, gosh, that's amazing. It was Chris, wonderful. Were you with, were you with us when we played the, uh, yes. that facility you were? We um, did, we, we played a dance. Um, a dance for folks who, you know, had I mental think health mentally issues. Mentally handicapped, I thought it was, yeah. not, not mentally ill. At a Ill. facility local? In, in Adrian. Adrian. Ah. Yeah, and I was working at the local community mental health, so I I had the connections, and, you know, these guys played with me. And, you know, we, we tried to change the name of, of Eric Clapton's cocaine to chocolate, but people just kind of yelled cocaine anyways. Yeah, it's we well tried. known. But uh, it was a good gig. Yeah. It was a yeah. very good gig. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, no, and I heard but yours of that. was regular. What's that? And, you know, are like, uh, I have not yet played a retirement home, but I hear those are great gigs as well. Cheryl does that for a living. My, the oh. piano player in my trio, Cheryl Beauchamp, that's nice. her day job. She plays wow. at senior centers and retirement centers. And she says the same thing, um, that it is just nourishing and sweet to go and to see people. Music is just, it's an infusion of life. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it That's is something good. really primal. You know, we must yeah. have been singing and playing music for since time immemorial, you know, around the campfire, a uh, piece of mammoth in our mouths and banging some bones together. Right, right. And, uh, you know, it's like when you sing, you know, when you play music, it, it sort of takes us back there. Right. Yeah. It. I don't know. I think there's just an emotional, not everybody feels it. Not right. everybody connects to music that way. Right. But people who feel music deeply, you know, it's it it's kinetic and it just feels like it evokes feeling and mood and memories and yeah. you know, it's so rich. 
You know, and it's interesting you talking about this and, and talking about playing and then going to school to become a therapist and playing at a, a mental health facility. And it's like your your two careers really do. There's a lot of overlap between music and therapy, isn't there? There yeah. sure is. Yeah. There sure is. So many people, I think, turn to music um, as a form of, like, exploration, exploring their own feelings, you know, mm -hmm. that they're seeing reflected somehow out there. Well, I tell no, you what, right. during, uh, you know, during the pandemic, I, music was, having music around made, made me feel like almost nothing was different, <laughs> you know? And, and I just, I wondered how people, people who didn't have music must have really been bored and unhappy. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for people without music. I don't, I think they must have a different kind of brain or heart. Um, mm -hmm. They're just. Maybe they do woodworking or something instead, you know, well, their hearts. You, different form of art. Um, you know, like my husband is not terribly in, you know, he's not a person who, who does music the way I do hit. He, like he doesn't really even listen to lyrics. I swear, I could write a song complaining about him, and play <laughs> it for him, and he would not. It would not would, reach him. He would say, even notice. That's really, that's really beautiful, honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I don't do that, but he is. You know, he's an amazing person. He's super smart, and he loves to and he does woodworking and yeah. he loves animals but music isn't his exploration it's yeah. not his bag yeah. yeah well same with my wife it's not her thing either you know um i think she appreciates that i appreciate it um you know but that's people have other things i don't yeah. know my wife doesn't is not a musician but she has such a love of music and mm. and it's really nice for me to have a person around to kind of sometimes i get a little too inside myself especially if you're writing and you're doing your stuff and it and it's hard to be objective and i kind of forget about what it's like to 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 be an audience member mm. and you know when i hear her talk about music yeah. and things like that it's it's a uh, you get it's good, good feedback, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah we'll um, be over to your house, you know, to consult with her sometime. I mean, oh. she sounds great. <laughs> no, she's she's brilliant. But, yeah, she will you, – you may not get as uh, harsh of criticism as I do, though. Does so, she criticize you, know. you harshly? Only no. when I ask. And you know what? I appreciate it. Like, if I take something uh, to her, it's like, do your I, – I don't need you to tell me it's good. All right. right. Anybody could do that. You know, I want your expertise. I want your real thoughts. And you know what? Sometimes hearing that, that's that's the cost of making something better. You know, hearing yeah. how bad you just did. <laughs> and well, I love when people, t you know, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to tell someone, hey, you know, yeah, this is yeah. such a great melody. And this verse is so strong, but then this one just kind of fell off the map here. Yeah. You know, I mean, it takes some courage to do that. 
It does. It does. And you know, the easy thing to do is to not say the hard stuff. Oh, no, yeah. it's fine. You know, and then just move on. It's hard to be like, okay, um, I got some bad news for you. You know, that's, I think that's, that's a better friend. A better friend is going to tell you when you have something on your face and not pretend like it's not there. <laughs> like a piece of corn right here. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I mean, that is, it, it, the whole, that whole topic is so uh, difficult because mm -hmm. some, I mean, I've, in, in the songwriters groups that I'm in, sometimes people will give some really thoughtful um, feedback only to have that person say, nope, that's the lyric. That's <laughs> the way it goes. And that's the way it's staying. Mm. And there's just this, oh, you know, this <laughs> wall that shoots up, right? Crickets. And, you know, it's, it's touchy. Yeah, and then it is like it you're right. Receiving is is hard too. And I always try to think of it this way. If if I am asking somebody for feedback, I'm obligated to listen to them. You know, I am yep. they have spent their time and their thoughts. They took it seriously and mm -hmm. you can't just dismiss it. I mean, you can, but you, you should only dismiss it thoughtfully, I guess. I, I find you... good feedback is about 50% right, about 25% maybe, and then about 25% no, okay, we just, that's not it. But, you know, I, I think that's a good, you need to at least take half of that. Well, when you're co-writers like Chris and I, um, and Chris, you know, writes 99.9% .9 of the, the melody, I've, I've written one. Um, you know, I, I, I really do defer to Chris with, with the lyrics that I've written and, and he'll say, well, this doesn't fit exactly well, or I can massage this with these other words or, you know, we're going to throw those words completely out and I'm going to put these other ones in. Well, and, I think that's, that's okay. tricky too. I mean, it, I, I don't okay. mean to have any of that be a reflection on if your lyrics are good or bad. No. To no, me, I'm it's okay like, with it. You know, you've got a square peg of lyrics and I have a round hole of music and we have to figure out how to wedge them together. And, and it's no, really I mean, just construction at that point. But no, I'm I mean, amazed. Our, yeah, what, what you amazing. did with our, our recent um, Christmas relief release, oh. you threw away a lot of what I said, but you kept the concepts and did research and brought in something that, that really brought it together in in such a brighter kind of uh, perspective format. You know, it's like I was saying, like I tried to read your lyrics and try to get the idea of what what it was that you were trying to get across and yeah. then kind of, you know, develop that. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you're not angry at me. <laughs> That's a win. That yeah. is amazing. That's amazing. I'm in awe of, of you being able to do that and to feel safe enough to be honest and yet yeah. open at the same time. And yeah. It's a dance. Wow. It's a bit for of a so, dance. For so many years, I have not been able to share my vision of a melody. And like, you know, Chris is well aware of, I'm, I might throw Chris a first draft and then I'm done with it. Um, you know, and, and I, I'm working more on doing more than one draft. 
Ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I don't know yeah. any song that I've just had one draft on. <laughs> Very rare. I can think of many that I have. Um, but, you know, sometimes that's the part it just of... clicks, you know. Sometimes yeah. it's like, okay, don't touch it. It's fine. <laughs> and... Well, and that's yeah. the part of working with other people is you kind of learn how to do things from other others' perspectives. I like the iteration. Like I was watching a, a YouTube video, a, a, a bartender has this channel and I was watching that and, and he was trying making a drink and he like added some things and he took his cocktail spoon and he like gave it a little sip. He's like, mm, nope. And you know, he dumped it and he did another one and he says, you know, it's about the iteration. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of, it, it reminds me of how we write songs too. You know, you try something, you give it a little taste. Okay. Keep this, throw this, add a little more sugar. And, it, yeah. and the creative, I guess it kind of like, I felt like there's this universal creative process that if you're woodworking or writing a song or making a drink, sort of how, how you get an idea and you try something and then you refine it. And, yeah. and yeah, and it was, it was kind of, it was kind of beautiful. Mm. And it made me want to drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. That's a dangerous channel to watch. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you know, and, and I've been watching it for a few weeks. haven't drank anything. You know, it's almost like satisfying just watching him make the cocktails and then I don't have to. <laughs> so in Michigan, what have been some of your, your most fun musical experiences besides the songwriter event with me? Oh, that was far and above the most fun i yeah, so many so many really yeah. fun ones um you know it's what makes a gig fun um gosh millions of screaming fans no i mean fun? you know I, sometimes the fun gigs are it's just a funny it's just Something about it is just fun. Like Rod in yeah. Rod Johnson invited me to go down by Adrian somewhere to Clinton. Um, Clinton, yes, to yep, sing. I missed that gig. To sing in this parking lot, and yeah. we were driving all the way down there. We were going to get a free pizza, right? Which, yes, this was the gig. But it was so fun. It was just fun to sing with Rod again. The whole thing was fun. It was this lovely, welcoming parking lot. parking lot crowd. People with their kids, they had this little water thing connected to a hose. Um, and the kids were splashing around in it. And, you know, there I thought there were going to be a bunch of food trucks, but there wasn't. Mm. There was like a hot dog vendor, and that was it. And, you know, some friends came out, and it was it was super-duper fun. What Not, I heard was that people, like, hung out under the trees because it was blazing hot. There were no trees. There were oh. no trees. There was no shade for the blazing hot uh, sun. And so they had the stage facing the sun so the oh, blazing man. hot sun was setting and was poking us in the eye and we were dripping with sweat um people brought umbrellas and stuff and tried to like you know make their own kind yeah. of little shade by 
sitting under the in the shade of a car or something but it was a hoot i was going to do that gig with my with my rock trio the following week after you guys did but they they canceled it because of the heat oh okay because it was even hotter than when you guys played oh okay well maybe next year yeah i got to miss well not that same band because my bass player had a terrible crash but that's another oh. story oh, yeah sorry yeah um but um that would be a fun gig and of course you've enjoyed fun. the Appalumpkin. i've enjoyed Appalumpkin quite a bit love Appalumpkin. i mean i i love i love my gigs so i pretty much yeah. had fun i can't think of one that was not fun Good. you know but it's so much better playing with other people. I oh, had yeah. so many unfun solo gigs. There is nothing worse than driving home, packing all this stuff up and driving home in the dark late and you're tired and you haven't made much money, but this is like what you're supposed to be doing. That was mm-hmm. not fun. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. You know, the the joke Chris and I had during COVID was uh, we saved so much money by not gigging. <laughs> yeah, this is not a thing we do for money. I mean, I shouldn't speak for you. I, I call music my expensive hobby. It, that is exactly yeah. how I feel. I just spent hundreds of dollars on merch just to give it away. <laughs> you know, that's that's not a... That's not financially sound, but it's my hobby, you know? It's your yeah. hobby. Do you, you know? want a, uh, let's see, what did I get? I got some, uh, the sweaters for you Dollar got... Store Christmas. Oh. And I got uh, coffee thermoses. Like, hold on, let me grab one. Okay. Wow, yeah, and... exciting merch. Boy, your dog is adorable. Yeah, this is oh, Anna. What a oh, she's beautiful. So you know, I just I got was, these um... in. Oh, nice. Parker and Broski, oh, twenty-seven ounce. Um, that's so cool. Travel mug. Wow. So we'll see if I can give those away. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. You can't give CDs away these days. I had little stickers made up. I've got stickers of these. Um, mm. And I've actually sold a few. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, they're real well, it's pretty. It's great artwork. I mean, it's a really yeah. neat cover. I usually do our covers. Yeah. And they're, mm, they have a certain je ne sais quoi, but I'm not really a, a graphic artist, you know. But I just... they're really nice covers. Well, thank you. Yeah. But not and... as nice as that one. I'm jealous of your cover. Can you oh. tell? My brother does the artwork for the for the Barks Tales records. Those are gorgeous. Yeah, my brother's very, really very talented. Pretty. Yeah, he is yeah. really talented. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I have a question, Lyndon. Um, I know that you play guitar, but then I was, you know, looking at, at your albums and there's all sorts of instruments on there. Do you play other instruments as well? You know, I have... I, I took uh, some banjo lessons from Sherry oh. Kane for a little while, but I did not play banjo. I did not. Um, uh, no. 
I, I <laughs> no. paid other musicians because, <clears throat> you know, like doing an album, it's like I want it to be like the very best that yeah. I can make it be. Yeah. And I, you know, I you would not want me playing banjo or mandolin or anything else. I, you know, I can play guitar and sing and that's it. Okay. Who played so the steel it's... guitar? Oh my god. Um person from Lansing. Oh, no no no. I didn't have steel guitar on the new oh, album. Sl slide guitar? Oh, something? the pedal steel. Pedal steel. Drew, yeah. Drew. Drew Howard. Uh, Howard, yeah, I've heard yeah. of him. I've never met him. Oh man, he set the bar. He was the first musician who came in. Oh man. And blew me away. I mean, you know, he just started playing and Mike and Dave and I were just astonished at how good yeah. he was. And he, everybody else then showed up. <laughs> they and, had to up their game. Huh? Oh, man, it was, <laughs> he, he was so masterful. He's such a good yeah. player. I, I have heard really good things about him. Yeah. yeah. Aaron so, Markovitz was on, uh, you know, Aaron Markovitz is amazing. He's a never, guitar player. Never heard of he did, him. Oh, yeah. He he did the mandolin. Okay. And, wow, he was fabulous. Really good. Oh. Yeah, Aaron Zindel did the violin. Okay. She's very, okay. very good. I had She's no amazing. drum. I had no drums or percussion on the first album. Yeah. So it was super fun to to add some drums on the second album. It was a little scary for me. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's what I, I remember hearing was that that you pref you might prefer not to have percussion. Well, the first album, I don't know. I, I kind of like it without percussion. Some of the it's songs pretty. would have benefited from it. I don't know. Your songs, I, it really, they're very pretty. I was noticing it really, you know, lets the lyrics and the song and everything kind of come through those really simple arrangements, you know? I like the drums and stuff because it sort of covers up my imperfections. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It works so well for your music, I think. It does. Oh, thank you. It does. Wouldn't change a thing, but I understand that you want to keep growing. So, you know, just keep that exploration. I'm hoping to. Um, yeah. Do you find that, you know, like you you start writing and you're thinking, wait a minute, I've kind of done this. I've kind of done this. Like, I find myself looking for what I haven't done, and mm -hmm. pretty soon I'm going to have to just resign myself to the fact that. There are a limited number of notes and, uh, mm. you know, like... Twelve. I think there's only we're, twelve. We're, so. we're going to have to repeat some things here. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's allowable. Yeah. You know. You know, I've, you I've know, always been something I've been doing to... Because, like, the more stuff I write, the more things... Yeah, it starts to sound like, wait a minute, this sounds like something I wrote a while ago. Yeah. So... I went online and I found a random melody generator. And then I was playing around with that. 
and just kind of like listening to stuff. And then a little bit, it would be, oh, that sounded cool. So I'd rewind it and, and then I'd like write something based on that. And uh, I haven't been doing it a lot, but I, I'm it, it was kind of a fact. I thought it brought a little something different to my music. And huh. no, my music is not randomly generated. I'm just using it for inspiration. Well, when I'm stuck, I, I get in the car and, and listen to music. Yeah. I listen to songwriters yeah. that I like. And I'll, all of a sudden, it's sort of like it greases the wheel or something. Mm -hmm. like I, yeah. And I'll feel inspired and I'll think, wait a minute. What is that bringing up? Like, right. you know, what what would I want to either say in response to that, or or what's my question that's like that but only a little different? Yeah, I get that. And the melodies I'm creating now are just based on, okay, I want to learn something new. You know, I, I and that's I wrote a twelve yeah. bar blues song so I could learn the twelve bar blues. I wrote a reggae song so I could learn th that strumming pattern. I've written a uh, a Motownish song so I could learn that pattern, and that, so mine is kind of dictated by by wanting to learn new stuff. Well, here's that the thing: that is cool. When you run out of stuff like that, combine them. Do like what would a reggae Motown song sound like? <laughs> now, now you have like you have a million more ideas, or a punk country song. Yeah. Wow. Puntry, a puntry yeah. song. But I, you know, and I, I, I'm not stuck in in specific genres. There's a couple I avoid, you know, opera, rap. But um, you know, I'm I not, don't know. You I, you rap pretty hard in what what what's what's a song with a drum solo? He works one hard. One step at a time. One step he works at a time. Hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike Mike has a little country rap in that. And it it just yeah. works for the song. It just makes but sense. It's, like you said, it's about the exploration. It's about stretching oneself. It's about finding what voices are inside. In yes. A sense. Yeah. And Absolutely. I hope that sounded like a therapist. It did. Uh oh. Two yeah. therapists here. Right. <laughs> maybe maybe it takes two therapists for to, to cure me of my own mental issues. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I read a thing. I was I was reading Somebody wrote, okay, but going back to Reddit, I was on one of the music boards. Some It was uh, the audio engineering. Somebody saying, hey, I'm on the spectrum and I'm doing audio engineering. Can other people chime in, you know, if they're not neurotypical and, and, and say, you know, how does it help and whatever. And, and these things, they, they're, they bother me because I identify with them. Like there's one guy who goes, I have severe ADHD. So this, I do this. And I'm like, wait a minute, I do that. Uh-huh, <laughs> right. Uh, maybe, maybe I should call you, Lendon, and you, you can, do you treat ADHD? <laughs> well, you know, ADHD doesn't have to be a problem, really, you know? Well, mm -hmm. you know, I'm in my 50s. It's something... When I was a kid, it didn't really exist. Right. So, you know, um, it I did, guess... but <laughs> it, <undiagnosed. laughs> yes. it wasn't well diagnosed. Um, right. And also I did I did well in school, you know, so I was yeah. never seen as as a big of a problem, just more of an annoyance, not a problem. Wait, um, has that changed? <laughs> no, not in the slightest. <laughs> but just things like, you know, I, I couldn't sit still. But 
you know, I did my homework. So it's like, okay, he's fine. He's not bothering anybody. But, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> it is what, and then, so I read about these things a couple years ago and, and suddenly a light bulb came on that maybe I, I have ADHD and during the pandemic, you folks were in such high demand trying to talk to anybody was yeah. almost impossible. <clears throat> yeah. I know. Um, we kept yeah. really busy. We kept really yeah. busy. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I haven't been able to really take new people in forever. I'm just yeah. like, you know, it's. Yeah. Well, you could cure a few and then that would free <laughs> up some slots. Well, you know, I do from time to time have people who will like go to every other week or decide, mm -hmm. hey, I'm Once feeling really good. We'll go. But old people come back, you know. Yes. And yeah. like and they're having a divorce or something happened. And, you know, I always try and take old my older yeah. clients, but I've got a lot of them now. And so. Yeah. Um, no, I get, get that. I, I get returns, too. Yeah. People drop in and drop out. And I'm seeing one guy every three months just as a check-in. Yeah. You know, nice. just, just to keep his toes wet, so to speak. Well, it's expensive. But, people are paying yeah. out of pocket. Yeah. 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 A lot well, of people I see once a month because that's about what they can afford. Yeah. Have you yeah, guys same. seen, like there's like gig economy therapy now, you know, better health. I think there's, there's like apps out there. Have, heard have heard you guys it. look into any of that? Does that seem like it's on the up and up or, you know, um, the work that I do. Okay. I'm going to call that sweatshop therapy sweatshop. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Uber for therapy. So I think we all kind of figure out what that is. <laughs> you know, I don't know that you're going to get your best therapist. Right. Agreeing to do that. And yeah. therapy isn't easy. It's not easy to learn how to do and how to no. do well. And the people who are really good at it have worked their tails off and like trained and trained and trained to get to the place yeah. where they're really good. And they're never going to do that job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard about, I'm just too busy to even look into it. You know, I wouldn't be interested. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Maybe you know, it'd be like, you'd just get right out of school and you need something. Or... Yeah. They're going to be paying you like 25 bucks an hour. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. That's yeah, what I, I mean. I but you guys, the that. good people, you're all full. So, you know. Well, but you know, more and more people, I mean, ever, I'd say half of the people in my caseload are therapists. I mm. think <laughs> people who love this work and want to yeah. do it well, you know, there are lots of them working really hard and going to be yeah. coming in, <laughs> you know. Well, right. in software development, we have a saying, you need to eat your own dog food. So if you're a therapist... I guess, you know, you should be in therapy, too, if you think it's so great. I Yeah, I've done a lot of therapy in my yeah. time because I think yeah. that we're never finished. We're never done. We yeah. aren't. 
Nope. The, I perfectly the, healthy. Nothing could possibly ever go wrong. Right. Well, you know, we're not superhuman. We're just human. Well, and I think therapy is about more than fixing what's wrong with you. It's about yeah. like expanding, expanding and becoming more like yeah. sort of looking at like even as we're doing with songwriting, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like no matter, look at Paul Simon and how he continues to grow and expand mm -hmm. and, and evolve. Yeah. Like if you finish doing that, then yeah, well, something's then... wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and weird. You, yeah. I have, I have achieved musical perfection. I could never write <laughs> a song better than this. Um, well, then you no longer get to be on the podcast for the small that's right you're <laughs> you're huge at that point that's right, that's right. and Oops. you know i i look at it similarly too we're, we're not changing the core of who people are we want to just build on their strengths and help them see what they are and and expand on on those those things that that they're, that they're strongest at and that's that's it and, and we also can't take away the negative stuff you know we don't have a magic eraser for pain well, you know, inside the pain, inside the negative stuff is all the beautiful stuff. Yeah. And when people, you know, it's like I do a lot of parts work. And when people begin to see those parts of themselves that they've hated yeah. and yeah. condemned and tried to get rid of, when they begin to see those parts as working so hard to try to help them and protect yeah. them. Yeah. There's this whole relationship that yeah. shifts into compassion yeah. and beautiful acceptance. It's like a light bulb, light bulb switch flicks. And, you know, and a person starts, like you said, recognizing that, 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 that working through that pain has given them a lot of strength. Yeah. Chris, where so are you at? So you're not going to fix me? Is that what you're saying? Is that, that's what I'm oh, getting well, here. This, so you, well, can't you will me. have to talk after because <laughs> it depends yeah. on, you know, we don't, I'm we'll have to find out what needs fixing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, and, and what insurance do you have? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll give you but, my social security number, but, yeah, um, but you know, and for me, music is pretty cathartic. It's, it's part of, how I take care of myself, you know, that, and, and I, during the pandemic, especially what, what I told, what I worked with a lot of people on was finding their, their creativity uh, of some sort, because, you know, in, in, in that particular situation, when you're alone, when you're lonely and you, and you really can't get out and be around people, you got to have something to look forward to, something to be proud of, something that, that really fuels your fire. And, whether it's cooking or playing music or, you know, Michelangelo finding the shape in a rock or, you know, or whatever, you know, creativity is living. Yeah. I think yeah. everybody should have a product, yeah. you know, what is it that you make? You know, is it music or is it food or mm -hmm. is it mm. birdhouses? I don't know. You know, what, what do people make? Uh, yeah. Cocktails. 
<laughs> you know, you know I've, I've known yeah. people who retired from factory jobs or, or jobs that just were so grueling and so involved that, that it's nearly sucked the life out of them. They retire. They don't know what to do. So they sit at the bar all day. Hmm. No, yeah, that's not see, living. And unless you're making creative cocktails. <laughs> but uh, Well, there yes. you go. If you're just drinking, you know, Pabst Blue Ribbon, there's there's a limited amount of creativity work you could do with that. Yeah. Right. So who's gotten sad? Let's um let's well, talk about how we, how, we, how we help people, you know, be happy with our our craft. Well, well, actually, I have a bit of a technical question, if you don't mind. Okay. I don't um, mind. Lyndon, I really like your website. I am a oh. web developer, and um, it's like, oh, this is really slick. I'm always looking for new designs and, and different things like that. Um, did you? Who did you have design it for you? Well, you know, I use Banzoogle. Yes, I've seen they have a really nice service. I've never used and it though. They, that was I used their template and I am bad at, at technical stuff. I am super I have a little ADD, I'm telling you. <laughs> and I can get I can go down rabbit holes of trying to sort out like where is my YouTube music account. Where the hell <laughs> is it? It's you know, a and it's not just you. I mean, I so I hired somebody to help me does do promotion because I don't know how to do that, and I don't like to promote myself, and I don't think I'm gonna be going anywhere anyway. I'm not even sure why I'm promoting myself. Because um, people need to hear your great music. You're doing well, them a favor. You know, I mean, I would like to, to make it available. But I, I know people who spend hours and hours and hours on Facebook every day. Yeah. And, you know, I just can't do that and be a happy human. Well, it's so, TikTok right. now. You have to spend hours and hours on TikTok, making well, more TikToks. I haven't even gotten past Facebook and into anything else and i i kind of don't want to so when it came time for my album release i just paid somebody to do that for Take me care of this yes because i suck at it i would do it badly i don't ever know what to say well it um, turned out great oh, i mean well, thank it is you. And, and, you know, my worry when you get somebody else to do graphic design is they do what they want and not what is appropriate. But this is, you've got some amazing photography and just the colors and everything. It really oh, feels you. you. It feels like your brand. Well, thank you. Well, Robin Scully um, did a lot of those photographs. Oh. She was, she is such a great photographer. She has moved to the UP. No. I called her and I was like, no, you moved to the UP? Like, <laughs> now I have to plan a vacation to the UP to get <laughs> photographs? But yeah, but you? think of all the great wilderness you'll be able to be. You know, photographs on, on the Lake Superior on the shore. Oh, my gosh. It'd be glorious. A good, a good photographer really hard to come by 
Absolutely. So if you run across a really good one, let me know. In the meantime, I'm going to be planning a trip to the UP. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. I, having some excellent, excellent photos. I uh, Every couple of years, I'll get my wife to sit, to take some pictures of us, and they're pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. I get really a lot good. of use out of them. <laughs> hey, so, good. Your wife um, is, she's good at this stuff. And she's, That's cool. She's very, very uh, bright person. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I try not, I try not to ask for too much, you know, I want to just quality only when it's quantity. really important. Please yeah, quality, tell me why quality. my songs suck and take some pictures of us. And that's pretty good. <laughs> Those are tough jobs. They so, are. I mean, you guys have good skills. You do, do you do all of your, um, web design and, yeah. and all of that? That's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm more of a developer. I, as I said, I'm not much of a graphic designer, but um, I am. I'm putting together like a a band website system. So you know, it's sort of Banzoogle-ish, not as good as what they do, but I want to do it for free. So you know, if somebody, I could set you up with a website, and then you just go and you upload your photos and you pick your colors, and then you're pretty much done you get it there that's and great then that way i don't have to design it that's your problem <laughs> that's great what a good idea i i think so i think there are a lot of musicians out there right now who are you know you you, you need something on the internet for people to find out about your gigs and your music and stuff like that but you know what you want to put all your eggs in facebook you know or uh, right. it, Facebook could be gone next year. You know, the VR thing could sink meta. And now what, what are we going to do? Go back to uh, MySpace? I, I don't even know. So it'd be nice to have, you know, a musician should probably have their own site. And then you right. could link to your TikTok or, or whatever comes out next year. That's the latest social media. and then Whatever Twitter becomes. Yeah. <laughs> whatever right. twi Twitter. The dumpster fire that is Twitter. Whatever <laughs> happens there. I mean, yeah. it is a glorious dumpster fire right now. Everybody's really enjoying the show. But once <laughs> once that burns out, we'll see what's left. But I know... Well, so, I mean, people always, you know, crank their head to look at accidents. And that's Twitter. Who was telling me... Mar Mar Marianne Kurt said okay, that Marianne she Kurtz. promotes a lot on Twitter. And she has like 15,000 followers or something like that. Yeah, she's a like, great promoter. That's she yeah, does she a is. really good job at that. Yeah, I wanna yeah. I wanna pick her brain. Tell tell me how to promote our music. Well, yeah. good. I mean, I if it involves spending more time, I'm okay being unpromoted because <laughs> you know, like there isn't yeah. anything more valuable than your time, really. Absolutely. Agreed. And you love making music. I you, love making music. That's what love I'm doing this for. Going on TikTok. Right. So I'm well, yeah. I'm in this for the community and the the expression and the growth and yeah. to see it, it's a little exploration, you know. Kind of like that's what what's Michael so great said. about being small. You know what? If nobody likes our music, it doesn't we don't lose our house. You know, we at least it's share with each other. 
Exactly. You know, I, I, really? I took an old friend to uh, to an open mic with me who'd never, who who didn't frequent open mics, and I was going to the Brute Awakening open mic, you know, since since it began. I took this dude, and you know, we played a set, and he looked around and he said, "Oh, I, I get what this is about. This is more really about social than than the music." And you know, he when he was done playing, he was ready to leave. It's like, no, you know, we're hanging with with our friends. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Yeah. That's a thing that happened during COVID to me. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I used to go out and listen to music all the time before mm -hmm. COVID. And something happened in staying home every day. Yeah. Where, you know, like... Got used to it. Yeah. It's so like yeah. just so comfy. And I need to get myself out and listening to music like go into the little clubs again they miss yeah, that agreed yeah 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 too. and i kind of wish i lived closer to ypsilanti you know I'd, I'd i'd hang with the ypsilanti music scene oh i love that yeah 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 there's a lot of stuff out here royal oak and whatever yeah um oh are you in royal oak Okay. And, well, I'm in Berkeley. I'm kind of the uncool part of Royal Oak. Ah, so, do you, do you play at the Berkeley Coffee Shop? I have not been there yet. I stopped by just before they open, and I, I, honestly, it looked a little too nice for me. Like I oh. see, was it this week that Tom Alter was doing something with Tom, Carmel? Tom Alter is right. Tom Alter is regularly there. He he goes he? there a yeah. lot. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, maybe we should get a gig, but I don't know. Maybe it's a little out of our league. <laughs> oh, probably not. I mean, you, sh you sh could at least I'll explore ask. it. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I, I was I just do, curious. I, I haven't thing. been yeah. there, so I didn't I, know what it was like. I, I stopped I in and inside. got a cup, cup of coffee once. The coffee was very nice. When, when I saw from the outside, they had a really nice stage. They really? have a very nice stage. Really set up for the musician. Do not they just have a move a, a table and go in the corner? You know, all, oh. they have all the equipment, the PA, everything. Oh, is, that's everything nice. Is there. Yeah, yeah, and you know, maybe check with Tom Alter and, and maybe get on one of his songwriter rotations. Oh yeah, I don't. That's a good you know, idea. I don't think yeah. my my repertoire is quite strong enough yet. I've been oh. I've been meaning I have I have probably an album's worth of half written songs, so if I if I could finish that up then then I'll be ready. He's talking about solo work, not not okay. the duo work. Not the duo. Yeah. Well, could you guys play there as a duo? Probably. Or do but they only do solos there? I I don't know. Um, oh. we'll These are all great it. questions. <laughs> yeah, and I will find answers. Um, I've been I've been holding off on doing a lot of booking lately because I've had some medical stuff happening. Um, oh, you, you know, get and, new and I, eyeballs, don't you? I'm getting new year? eyeballs in yeah, January right. and February. Yeah. Oh I've, I've wow. got old old man cataracts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um, had that. I had that surgery this year. Did you survive? Yeah. <laughs> I I seem to have. Yes. <laughs> so can you? And, does it do you also not need reading glasses anymore I, after that? I had I mean I now when my eyes are tired after a lot of watching things during the day, <laughs> I mm -hmm. will need reading glasses, but um most days I don't, 
you know, except yeah. for teeny, teeny print. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting the deluxe model, uh, paying extra for uh, up close and far away. Yeah, I did too. The yeah. the like multifocal lens. The, yeah, <laughs> mono, but mono you still vision. might end up needing reading glasses. You know, um, it's all good. <laughs> but you're going to be amazed at how well you can see. Well, you know, right now you're a little um, fuzzy. Yeah, but so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> yes, isn't that? Yeah. That's yeah. exciting. You know, um, growing older is a really good thing because the alternative isn't so good. Um, but there are things we have to accept along along the road, you know. And and we we can we can accept it or complain about it. I don't know. Complaining I mean, is not going to change it. The older I get, the more money I make. <laughs> so you know, that's pretty good. That, there's that's pretty a payoff. Good. I don't yeah. mind that part at all. And I swear, right. I, I'm not even. I and I'm working less hard. Yay! You know, <laughs> less work, more money, more comfortable and, inside yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally and used Linda, to this body of brown now. <laughs> I I don't know about you, but I don't really feel like I work. Some well, days I, I feel like I work. Um, <laughs> some well, days there, you know, sitting in a chair all day is killer. It's the oh, sitting yeah. part. It's hard. You know, yeah. sitting still, um, not good for your body. But no, so you got to get up every 50 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty meaningful work, though. So. It's incredibly meaningful work. But I, I guess what I'm saying is I, I like doing I like the work and it, it doesn't really feel like it's work to me. I, I, I'm just talking to people, helping them through stuff. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. I, I hate working. When do I get Social Security again? A long take time from now. Don't even think about it. Just keep yeah. your head down, you know? I, I guess it def depends on who's in office, whether we whether we even get Social Security. Uh, that's another matter. No. <laughs> Are you on. kidding? No, uh, there's no worries. That, that no. The voting block of old people just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You want to piss off the old people? Expect to not get elected. <laughs> so. Right. That's a good call. Well, besides, if you cut off Social Security, you're going to have a lot of poverty out there. You're going to have more so than we already have. Trouble. Well, yeah. By yeah. design. Yeah. Um, My but, gosh, yeah. nobody's yeah. going to want that. Nobody's going to no. want to do that. No. No. Social Agreed. Security is safe. I hope so. <laughs> um, you know, I, I try to be realistic, not optimistic, not pessimistic, just realistic. Um, but so, Hey, back to the, back to the tunes. Um, where do we want to go from here? Well, um, could you talk a little about what, what are some of the hot tracks on your latest album? If somebody went in there and was like, all right, here's all, all of Lyndon's music. Are there any uh, favorite songs or, or ones that people really dig? Um, well, <laughs> so yeah, you know, I think people's favorites. It, well, it depends on who the people are. Right, but, right. Um, Hippie Van and Long Way Home. Tend Those to are be, good songs. You know, most people are really liking that. Um, uh, some surpri a surprising number of people 
have weighed in about Old Blue Norther, which I thought was, I wasn't sure, you know, I kind of wrote that in a, as a response song to Ian Tyson's song, Someday Soon. Mm. And I wasn't sure that anybody would like it, but a lot of people have. You mentioned Robin Hood. I really like Robin Hood, but I haven't had a lot of people come up and, and say. Really? Yeah. It's, so, a cool, it's a cool song. I think so, too. I, I, I'm very partial to it, but, you know, yeah. I don't know what other people like sometimes. Right. When I and listen to it. popular radio, I am very certain that you do not want to consult me about <laughs> what's going to be popular. <laughs> and it surprises you what, what people's tastes are. It really does. Um, what, what's our, our best seller? Surf Zombie, Chris? Uh, that's pretty good. Honestly, uh, Dollar Store Christmas does pretty well. I mean, Christmas, it's always a good sellout uh, to do a Christmas song. That and wedding songs. Um, I mean, that that's what got... Who's that redheaded guy from England that does all the wedding songs? Redheaded guy from England. Carrot Top? Carrot Top? Redheaded guy. Oh, well, forget it. He's, He's a pop guy. Okay. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't know him then. Wedding songs. Oh, I know who you're talking about, the guy that does all the looping stuff. I believe so. Mm, yeah, he's mm-hmm. like acoustic guitarist. Yeah, super oh, big. Super big. Yeah, he's super Rips huge. off melodies from every, from all the old standards. Yep. You know, uh-huh. like the last one was that, like, arc. Heart and Soul, Arkansas, you know. Heart and Soul da, is, a, heart is an old soul. wedding song. Yeah, that's Heart and Soul. Ripped it right off. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Hopefully he'll rip off the chicken dance. That would be interesting. I don't. I don't think you could give that away. Right. So, I'm kind of partial to abnormal, unusual music. Abnormal, unusual. Outside of the box. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. That Thank you. Just yes. Just popped into my head. Yes. That's who it is. Yeah. Good. I've heard of him. See? He's very popular. Even, even you've heard of him. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, <laughs> he's, he's, good his stuff. characters, he's, he's been got on The some good. He's got some good songs. He's been on Game of Thrones. Oh. Yes. It was just a bit part, though. But, uh, yeah, well, Colbert was in um, The Hobbit. He should Stephen be. Colbert was in The Ste- Hobbit? Yeah, what he was just he a play? guy. He was just a guy leaning on a building in in the area where uh, the, the guy with a big arrow shot the dragon at Water Village. Oh, really? I'll have to look I'm, for him. Huh. I, I, I'm, I, I love Lord of the Rings, but I don't. I haven't studied it, and I don't know all the lore. Not well, like Stephen others. Colbert does. So I know. I love. Yeah. I yeah, love, love, yeah. love Tolkien. Yeah, yeah. I. I've just. Did you watch uh, the uh, the Rings of Power? No, is it good? I really liked it. I thought okay. it was good. I thought it they good. nailed it. I oh, I'm gonna have to go watch it then. I wa- I was afraid it was gonna be really cheesy and disappointing i, I think I even really dave roof feel, liked it 
Wow. Yeah, I, I really feel yeah. like they they got sort of what Tolkien was after. I it feels really yeah. respectful to his work and visually it's mind blowing and mm -hmm. I just I, I highly recommend it. I think it okay. got a little overshadowed uh, overshadowed because of the the Game of Thrones prequel was happening at the same time and yeah. So there that was unfair, but yes, I, I think you will like it. Okay, I will watch it. Yeah, if if you're a big fan, then yeah. I yeah. am a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little fan, because I'm making it small. <laughs> I'm just a little fan because I won't read the Silmarillion. Okay, <laughs> well then I guess I have to be a little fan too. I haven't read <laughs> that's that's either. when you go I've, hardcore. Yeah. With the I've read the Silmarillion, and I don't remember a thing. I guess it was just a lot of his unpublished notes, so it yeah. doesn't right. really flow very well. I just didn't well. really feel like reading it, the unpublished <laughs> No. Notes. So, Lyndon, um, who would you like to give a shout-out to? Oh, so many yeah. people. I mean, my goodness. I would, well, Mike Gentry and Dave Roof yeah. Yeah. and Cheryl and Sarah and Rod and Phil <laughs> and... Gosh, my song salon friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bill now, is that Annie, Annie's group? Yeah. Is... Bill okay. Edwards and yep. Inanna and Kathy Wheeland and um, Sigrid Christensen. And I mean, those lots of regulars. Um, well, you it's know what? Just I, super I, fun. I know almost none of these people. <laughs> They're, uh... You know, you could come. You'd be welcome at Song is, Salon. Is this a, the songwriting group that you go yeah, to? Yeah, you just bring you bring something that's new, something you're working on. We're starting to meet in person again. Yay. Um, is this in Chelsea? Well, we either meet at Annie's house or at Kathy Whelan's. I've had it okay. at my house occasionally. Okay. But every other week is going to be on Zoom, you know. Okay. So next So it's week. Is it weekly? Every Monday. Okay. Every Monday at 7.30. And if you are interested, okay. I can pass it along to Annie who can send you a link. I think... Yeah. I'd be interested. I've been working it. late on, on Mondays, but I, you know, I think I can shift my schedule a bit. Yeah, yeah but I'm it's gonna... every week. Every I'm, week. I'm, I'm, okay. a little, I'm a little booked... Uh, during the holidays, I oh, think. <laughs> come, right. Come 2023, I'll see you. Yeah. I do think I want to try that, that what, the February write an album month. I'm going to be curious to see if you do and what you think. <laughs> Me too. Phil does that and Rod Johnson yeah. does it. Yep. And, you know, so you'll, you'll know a lot of people. In Stuart there. Benbow does it. Oh, Stuart, love him. Um, yeah. Robin Monteroso, I believe, also participates. Right, right. right. Um, trying to think, there are so many wonderful people out there. There absolutely there are, are. So many. I mean, yeah. Yes, yes. Annie Caps yeah. is yep. amazing, human, um, just a friend of songwriters, you know. I know who she is. I've, I've encountered writer. her, but I, I don't know that I've ever actually spoken to her. Her new album is fabulous. It's so good. Um, you check, to check that it out. out too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Gonna, oh, it's so good. I mean, um, great writing. 
Well, um, I've seen her trio with uh, with her husband and Jason Denny. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. A good the trio is different, though. I mean, you know, yeah. she this was an all woman made. She even oh. had it mixed and produced. Everything was all nice. all woman made. Oh, and nice. um, man, at her CD release, people came down from Canada and from other place, mm. you know, other places. It was this enormous band. Um, but she, all of the songs are, this was, it was really a different album for her. Okay. And she, uh, you know, I mean, I just can see what an amazing growth spurt she's had riding these You really these look songs. up to her. Oh, really I do. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's got a lot of integrity, a lot of vulnerability, interesting melodies, great guitar playing. Um, Dang. Yeah. What else do you need? Yeah, she's <laughs> she's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I can play guitar, so I have one of those things. You know, it's a good start. You have a really good start. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Chris, you're you're a very talented guitar player. I just got to no stop procrastinating. Right. Well, yeah, put that off till later. You know, yeah, I'll procrastinate later. later. Yeah. <laughs> but Lyndon, it's you know, I, it's been wonderful talking to you. I don't. I, I'm I'm pretty sure we've never spent this amount of time chatting. Um, I know I know we spent time at that that Christmas thing last year, but it was it was loud music. You it know? was loud music. This has yeah. been really fun. And I'm yeah. so happy to get to to know you a little bit, both of you. Well, yeah. it is so nice to have you on. It is such a pleasant time. And um, I am going to, I'm going to have to go to listen to your music more now, too. Oh. Because I just, uh, I you know, I've, I heard you play live and I listened here and there. But, oh my gosh, I hadn't heard your new album yet until today. And I was like, oh, what? And it's great. <laughs> I am really thank you. digging it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But you know, you've um you've helped us make it small one more week, Brendan. Well, it was my pleasure. <laughs> I Thanks like so much for I your like time. your podcast. I like to listen to it and um, I'm glad you're doing this. Thank you for inviting the small the small wee, wee people in <laughs> the, the wee world. people of the community. The wee people of the community. So yeah, well, it, it is our pleasure, and I really appreciate yeah. you you uh, coming on and taking your time. Yep. You're welcome. Wishing right. you a, a, a safe surgery for your eyes. Oh, that that's not till next year. Well, yes. but it's common, and it's I'm I you know I'm Thank hoping you. I'll see you before that. But anyway, yeah, and hopefully I'll see you better after. <laughs> yes, yes. So happy holidays, you guys. Happy and you too. Holidays. We'll Have be seeing you holidays. musically soon. <laughs> yep.